Gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Welcome back, buddies, to another episode of everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. Joining me today is my new buddy, Tracy Lee, from the wonderful organization known as Emma's Footprints, located right here in New York, Pennsylvania. Tracy, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. I love your introduction. That was great. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, Tracy, you're with Emma's Footprints, a, a nonprofit organization that helps families who have dealt with pregnancy loss. Could you give us the history behind this organization? Yeah, I'd love to. So, I am Emma's mom, and I uh, I was pregnant with our second child. Um, Pregnancy was going along smoothly. Had a I had a great first pregnancy, uh, and had a, a little boy from that first pregnancy, Jackson. Um, you know, growing our family, second pregnancy, and there was um, a day in May that I had felt no movement um, from the baby. We didn't know if she was a boy or girl. Um, and it, I remember it was a Sunday afternoon. It was Memorial Day weekend of 2007. Um, and I had sat down that night and thought, oh, you know, when's the last time I felt the baby move? And it's like, oh, you know, I'm busy with a toddler. Um, just, you know, didn't get, didn't give it much thought. Uh, the next day was Memorial Day. We went to some picnics and had that same feeling all day. You know, hmm, when's, when, when have I felt the baby move? Uh, still didn't do anything about it. And then woke up then Tuesday, the next day. I was like, I should call the doctor. Uh, so called the doctor, you know, they said, drink some juice and get, get in here. I said, okay, you know, I'll be up. I'm like, my husband's working and, you know, I have a toddler at home. Um, so went up to the doctor's office and they did the, the Doppler, which is like a device that they put on a pregnant belly. Um, and, you know, I heard a heartbeat. Apparently it was my heartbeat. <laughs> mm. um, and, and they were moving around the office very quickly and, you know, it's like, you need to get to the hospital right away. I'm like, okay. That's when I called my husband. I was like, hey, they're sending me to the hospital. Can you meet me there? Um, you know, so I went to the hospital. Um, and I, I had brought my next-door neighbor to take care of. I had my, my toddler uh, with me at home. Um, and so she kind of handled him. They sent me up to the floor. You know, I got in the gown all by myself, got into the, the bed. And an OB came in and did a sonogram. Um, and so that's when he looked at me and said, I am so sorry, there's no heartbeat. Um, and I was eight months pregnant. Mm. And um, just then, my husband and my mom came running into the hospital room. My mom works in the hospital in the lab. So, you know, and who doesn't call their mom when, you know, something's going on? Um, and so, and I, and I say all that stuff, like that story like that, to say never once did I think that my baby was dead. Not once didn't think, uh, you know, I didn't know what to think, but I, I didn't think that, 
even when I had heard like the heartbeat on the Doppler, like, you know, I didn't know that that was my heartbeat. Um, I just think there's, you know, we, women don't really know a lot about their pregnancies. And I especially did not know that babies could die when you were pregnant. It had never mm-hmm. um, been, you know, around that. But as now, you know, Emma will be 16 this year. So I've been a grieving mom for almost mm-hmm. 16 years. And I've learned that this happens so frequently. It's just nobody talks about it. So it wasn't that you know, when I was pregnant that, oh, this, this is so rare, this doesn't happen. That's why it's not talked about. No, it happens frequently, but nobody talks about it. So that's why I, you know, I didn't know. I don't, I don't know if I would have thought, you know, um, like that Sunday when I hadn't felt movement, if I would have thought, oh my gosh, like my baby could be dead, would I have done something different? You know, I don't know. It, it right. Hindsight is twenty twenty. but, um, I've just, I've learned a lot being a grieving mom. These, these past almost 16 years mm-hmm. from that loss became this beautiful organization you know so was that that was obviously the inspiration that inspired you to do this work today what was the what was the spark underneath the that started flame of the organization i should say like after all this yeah uh, great question so we left the hospital um you know had delivered emma obviously found out she was a girl um and uh, went home into a very dark period in my life. Um, they don't they don't send you home with a manual on how to uh, how to get through this. Um, there was basically no support um, where around me. Um, people show up for the first couple days and then they then they don't uh, because obviously their their lives are happening and this is a really hard topic to talk about. Um, we went on to have two more boys uh, after Emma, um, and so for I want to say the first five years, between four and five years after Emma died, I don't remember a lot. Um, it's it's really dark in my memories, um, and that I and I know now that's because I was grieving. I didn't know I was grieving at the time. How funny does that sound? <laughs> um, I didn't know I was grieving, and um, you know, I've learned that um, when you don't talk about your baby that has died, like it, it just, it, your memories are just really dark and it's really hard. It's this interesting place to be in, to live and to, you know, have other babies and, and take care of your living children, but then still have this part of you ripped out um, that's never acknowledged. So um, I want to say that I don't, you know, it was really bad for a long time. Um, and then I had a friend who is the co-founder of my organization. Um, she suggested that we do a March of Dimes team um, in memory of Emma. And so, you know, again, that was, that was between like year four and five after Emma died. And it surprised me because nobody ever said Emma's name to me. So I was like, oh, you, you said Emma's name. And, oh, we you want to do a, a family team like with her name? And so that was. Um, that's kind of where this all kick-started, and I was like, yeah, I would love that. And so we, we did March of Dimes walks for two years, and we raised money for them. And while they're a phenomenal organization, they do not help families that have experienced a pregnancy or infant loss. That's not their mission. And so, um, you know, I just felt this tug on my heart that, that there's more. I was happy 
getting to, you know, parent my three living children at home and maybe hold a couple fundraisers and talk about Emma and donate the money to a nonprofit. I was, I was great. Um, but that's not what God had for me. So I had to Google, how do you start a nonprofit? I had no idea. This was not, you know, a dream I had as a little girl growing up. This is not what I went to college for. Um, I, I was an accounting major. Um, so I printed out the steps of how do you start a nonprofit and started, you know, crossing them off one by one. Wonderful. How many families do you think you have helped to this day? We have helped almost 2,000 families, and this is the eighth year of our organization. So that's the average now. Um, I mean, obviously, in the beginning, nobody knew who we were and what we did. Um, but now people know who we are, and they know what we do. And so it's about 25 families a month on average that we help. Wow. And what are the types of services that you offer them that you can provide for them? So the bulk of our mission expenses, um, we pay for funerals and cremations. Um, we pay for headstones and urns. Um, we pay for counseling with our phenomenal LCSW, uh, Pam Pressler. Um, and then we send every family a care package. So those are, um, yeah, what we spend a lot of our money on. That's wonderful. Now, it's a very tough mission. It's a very impacting mission. What helps you stay focused on it? What helps you focus on helping these families? Um, I think the fact that this was not around when, when Emma died. Um, I did not have that kind of support that we offer now. And so just remembering that, you know, I was the mom in that bed that was told my baby had no heartbeat. Um, we had to, you know, my husband and I were a young couple. We had to figure out, uh, we, we chose cremation. We cremated Emma. We had to figure out how to pay for that. Um, you know, and then there was no uh, counseling around that really specifically, you know, focused on this. And even if I did know a counselor, um, we wouldn't have been able to afford it. Again, we were a young couple. And so what drives me is the fact that we're creating this community where families don't have to go through what I went through. Mm -hmm. And on top of this, you have fundraising events. You have the Winter Gala. You have the Memorial Walk. Could you tell our viewers more about those events? Yeah. So our Winter Gala is coming up on March 4th. I think we have, I don't know, like five weeks left. Um, that's held at the Ambassador Center. This will be our eighth gala. Um, and that is a night where, you know, it's, I kind of say it's like Emma gets married every year. It's like we're holding a wedding for her mm. every year. And, you know, we plan the food. Um, we, we do seating charts for our guests. You know, we, we create this experience um, and we get dressed up and we do it. And then, you know, it goes by in a flash and then we have to do it again the next year. So we kind of, we kind of joke about that. Um, and we, our walk, our uh, Memorial walk is held in October. October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. Um, and now, last year, we had walks in three different locations. So we had one in Erie at Penn State Barrens. We had our first walk in Pittsburgh at North, in North Park. Um, and then we had a walk in Melbourne, Florida. So as, as you can tell, we've been growing um, and we're helping a lot of families in Pittsburgh and Allegheny County. We track our families by county. Um, so there's a lot in Allegheny County 
that we're helping, uh, mostly because um, there's, a, there's families that if a baby might get life flighted to Pittsburgh, um, you know, to receive care down there, and then if the baby passes in Pittsburgh, um, well, the family is from Erie, so they know about Emma's footprints. So the, wor- the word just gets out about what we do, <laughs> um, and then people call. Mm-hmm. So um, last year we're, we said, hey, listen, we've been helping a lot of families in Pittsburgh. Let's we got to start raising some money down there, and let's put a kind of a stake in the ground, and let's hold a memorial walk. So, yeah, we had three walks nice. last year. Wow. That's a lot of steps. Yes. <laughs> hmm So it sounds like you guys are growing. You guys, uh, you know, you started in just 2007 from this to where you are today. What about the future going forward? What are your hopes and dreams for the future of this organization? Um, well, it's kind of terrifying to think about. Um, when, when we first started this, we met with um, – uh, uh, a friend of my co-founder, Kristen's, who had helped some nonprofits before, and we had lunch with him. Um, and, you know, we were sharing our heart with, like, this is what we want to do. And, you know, I think that first year, um, when we, we technically started, we, we say we started on Emma's uh, seventh birthday, so, like, in May. So we only had, like, half of a year that first year. We helped 10 families in that six months. <laughs> um, but the guy we had lunch with, kind of sat across from the table and looked at us and said, you guys, you're going to be national one day. Like, this is such an amazing, you know, or concept, whatever. We were just starting um, idea. Uh, and this, I don't think anybody else is doing this. This is going to get really big. And, and the big, I was like, oh, that's so funny. Like, <laughs> we're just, you know, we're here in Erie, Pennsylvania and, I was like, I just want to help one family. If I help one family, and now it, um, because we've grown so much, it feels like that that dream or that big lofty goal that was kind of spoken to us in the beginning is is currently happening. Um, we send care packages all over the country. Um, we our our counselor does uh, grief coaching all over the country. Um, we have a podcast. My my executive director and I do called Confessions of a Grieving Mother. And um, that's heard all over the world. So it's kind of mind-blowing to think that, 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 you know, that crazy goal that was spoken to us in the beginning or that crazy vision is happening, and I feel like it's just getting started. Could you tell us more about that podcast? Yes. So Confessions of a Grieving Mother, um, and it's my executive director, Julie Swanson, and I. We're the co-hosts, and it's such a powerful tool. Um, we invite, you know, families on. Most most of the episodes are mothers. Um, there are some we do dads and some we've done as with couples, you know, mom and dad on there. And we just give space for that mom or mom and dad to tell their story of their baby. And it's just so beautiful. Um, I And we're trying to educate, you know, family and friends on kind of how to sit with the family in those moments. Um, and so... We'll have our, our LCSW Pam Pressler. We'll have her on for some episodes. We've had um, we've had a midwife on, you know, a nurse. So we try to have different points, you know, in the grieving process uh, from their point of view. But it's it's just such a beautiful tool. And what's cool is when we get a new family, you know, when a family calls and and, and says they just had a loss, um, 
our Director of Bereavement, Amanda Burke, who answers our Emma phone, she can give this resource, and so a family can listen in the privacy of their own home. You know, I know we know it's scary to, you know, sign up for a therapy session or come to support group in our office, but they can listen to these podcasts, and we have had such a phenomenal response. Um, most of the emails we get say, you know, hey, I just found your podcast. I binged all your episodes. Can I be on your podcast? And so we get a lot of emails like that, um, and it's it's just really humbling. We've been we're in, I think, season six. We've been doing it for a little over two years. So we have, wow. you know, I don't know, over over 80 episodes. Um, hmm. So, we, you know, we just try to tell different stories, whether it's, uh, you know, a stillbirth or an early term pregnancy loss or a SIDS loss um, or multiple losses. And you know, we try to, there's, there's a lot of different types of either pregnancy loss, you know, or infant loss. So we just mm-hmm. try to tell a lot of different mm-hmm. stories so we can, people can find, you know, Hey, this was my story. I want to. I want to listen to that mom, and it's been super comforting, comforting yeah. for the families that have listened to it. Mm-hmm. And that touches close to home because um, if you can't, I know you can't tell, but I have a form of dwarfism called hypochondroplasia. You know, with little people, there's always a chance that there's called what's called double dominant gene, where mm-hmm. if two little people get married, you know go on to do that there's a chance there's a one in four chance that the, or 25 percent chance this child could inherit both dwarfisms which i don't know if you've ever heard of this subject before but it could really be a short-term pregnancy or it can really be something you know like it can be like a short life with a lot of complications so that that touches home i'm glad you speak on those subjects that it's you're not afraid to go into those deeper areas because that can happen to anyone and you know yeah, and it's, you know, for Julie and I, it's just such an honor to be able to hear story, to hear that, you know, these, these moms, their hearts, and they share a lot of details with us that they're not able to share with their family and friends um, and really let us in on what mm-hmm. that looks like and the, you know, I mean, to your point, these these hard decisions um, and these places they never thought they would have been in, you know, decisions they would have to make with their baby or um, conversations that you just can't even wrap your mind around in, in you can't plan for, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's just an honor for exactly. us to yeah, mm-hmm. walk beside Was us. there, is there a story that you, you could share with our buddies now that really put an impact on you that really, really touched you in a good way? Like really like gives you motivation today, anything like that, that you could share with us? Um, yeah, uh, well, there's, there's many, but um, one that comes mm-hmm. to my mind, um, there's, uh, a mom that had, um, you know, she lost her, her son um, during delivery, um, I want to say seven years ago um, in November. And it's, you know, these, I remember the baby's names because we've helped so many families, you know, somebody will say, hey, did you, did you help so-and-so? And I'll be like, what was their baby's name? And they'll tell me like, yep, I, I, re- I remember that. <laughs> The moms and dads, it's hard to remember, but um, this specific family. So we, we, I remember going to this family's house. Uh, we got the, I got a call that, you know, their little guy had died. It was November. Um, went to their house. It was their, their first child. Um, and watching them, you know, helping to support and encourage them um, through their loss. Um, you know, support group, our therapist. Uh, the the mom joined our finance committee team. Um, 
you know, she, I would see her at church. I knew she went to our church. Um, and she has learned, learned how to grieve. Um, they went on to have two, two little girls and watching her, um, take new moms under her wing and create this relationship, like this friendship that would have never happened, you know, except for their two babies that unfortunately died. Um, and then like the beautiful relationship that happens. And now they each support each other. The, the one mom, um, her and her family and her support system, they make treats for homeless people and they drop them off at the mission. And so, you know, the other mom had, start, had started helping her do that to, you know, honor her baby. And then um, the second mom started doing things in memory of her baby. She would uh, actually, she just did this in January was his birthday. Um, little Logan died of a, of a SIDS loss, but his birthday was in January. And she started collecting um, birthday cakes and birthday frosting for his birthday and dropping them off at, at the food bank. And so... I wish I had on hand the amount of birthday cake and frosting that they just dropped off in memory of Logan is like mind blowing, <laughs> but watching these two moms in their loss and their tragedy become friends and watching them each, you know, we call it like parenting our children that are not here, watching them each, you know, love each other and parent their, each of their child that is not here and creating this bond and this friendship, um, it just, it's really humbling and it brings me to tears that this is the community that we're creating. Um, and it's just, it's just so beautiful to watch. That is awesome. I love it when an organization, just like this, you know, just like Emma's Footprints or BuddyCast, bring people together in those supportive ways, you know? Like, would you ever have dreamed yeah, about powerful. this? When you first when you first kicked off, when you first kicked it, would you ever dream of making this much of an impact? No, never. I my I still can't. I still have to pinch myself. Um, you know, like I said before, mm -hmm. I was like, if I just help one family, then then my pain is worth it. But we've helped a lot more families, mm -hmm. <laughs> and just yes. recognizing the need for this community, and you know, again, to educate family and friends on how to walk beside. A family member that's gone through this and also um it does not for our mission it does not matter when your loss happened so we've helped families you know pregnancy and infant loss this has been happening since the beginning of time unfortunately and so it generally it, it affects you know generationally um but we've helped families that have had losses like 30 years ago and they could never afford a headstone for their baby and we've paid for the headstone and so it wow. does not matter when the loss was, you know, we can, the only thing we can't do is pay for the funeral, obviously, if it's been 30 years, but we can pay for a headstone, we mm -hmm. can pay for counseling sessions, we can still do our other mission expenses, you know, they can come to support group, they can get involved with us. So I love that, too, because I'll meet, I'll meet people. And, you know, they'll ask me what I'll do. And I'll tell them, you know, I founded it, co-founded Emma's Footprints. And a lot of times they'll say, Oh, my gosh, I had a loss. You know, I wish you were around when I had my loss. And I'm like, we're right here. Just because it's been X amount of years, I'm like, come on in. Come hang out with us. So I, I love that we can help the families now that need that that immediate help in the beginning. But we can help families where they've had to struggle alone for decades. I 
love hearing that. I love that fact that no matter how long it's been, it's because you're right. It can, you know, I can't imagine it, but it could still weigh on your heart. And that's the biggest thing is when people out there, they're alone, they're scared. Like, you know, everyone knows what it's like to lose this, but no one knows what it's like to lose my friend. Like I lost my grandfather, you know, 2014, still is on my heart to this day. But I've met someone. I went through all those those like myths in your head that you only you know, this is only your battle. This is only, you know, you're the only one dealing with this type of thing. Da, 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 da. I went on a missionary journey and met someone who, to the bone, knew exactly what I was going through. Oh, you know, I love that. Isn't it, it just it, that's how we're supposed to be? You know, mm-hmm. we're really not exactly. alone. And when we yeah find yeah. that community, it, it's it's so healing. Mm-hmm. And just like C.S. Lewis says, true friendship is born when one friend says to another, you two, I thought I was the only one. Mm, yeah, that's so, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, magic so, buddy, happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where can we learn more about Emma's Footprints? Where can our buddies who are listening to this or watching the rerun go to find your services? Um, you can go to our website, emmasfootprints.com. We have a, a beautiful website, but put on or put together by our, my executive director, Julie Swanson, um, or we have an Instagram page, Emma's Footprints. We have a Facebook page. Um, you can call, we have an Emma, we call it the, the Emma Bat phone. <laughs> so Emma has her own phone number um, and that's on our website. You know, if you're listening to this and you, you're, this is hitting home and you've had a pregnancy or infant loss, um, you know, it, again, it, it can be hard to call. You can text the Emma phone number or email us, um, or maybe you're, you know, a family member has gone through this or a coworker and you have some questions, uh, please feel free, you know, again, text the phone number, you can call the phone number, you can email us, you can send us a message. It's super easy to get connected to us. Wonderful. And that's emmasfootprints.com. So, buddy, I have... Two more questions for you. The first one, first off, you're not a guest. You're a buddy. Please know that. Love that. mm -hmm. My buddy Jonas Kane from Hashtag Positivity wants to know, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Is it more than one word? Can I say more than one word or do I get one word? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think being somebody's buddy, it can it can um, ignite healing. I mean, just how you spoke to it, you feel so alone, and just having that buddy and that person next to you that either understands what you're going through or is willing to sit with you in the mess and in the hard, it it really is a it will change the trajectory of someone's life mm-hmm. wonderful answer you're right the buddies like, like we said is the one that says you too exactly so buddy we've come to what's called the ultimate buddy cast buddy question i'm going to split this one into two parts for you you ready for this yep let's do it Alrighty. first part is what is your advice to anyone who is watching out there who has gone through all of this, who's gone through a lot, who's, you know, done that? What advice, what's your ultimate advice to them? You spoke a lot about it, but 
what's your ultimate advice right here, right now? Um, your baby matters. Your baby is important. Your baby is loved. And to find a community that echoes that um, and helps you helps you walk through that. Wonderful advice. And what about for someone out there who has a dream of starting their own nonprofit, whether it be whatever mission they want to start, what's your advice to them? Uh, well, I Googled it. So <laughs> you can go to Google. Um, just kidding. If, if you feel like this was, this was laid on my heart. Um, and I, I tried to tell God no a couple times. He didn't listen. But if, if there's something that's laid on your heart, continue uh, just go for it. Um, it's hard. Um, I feel ill-equipped most days and not prepared, and I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but if, if, it's, if it's on your heart and it's a passion, go forward. And also, kind of like a, the buddy thing, find other people that have gone before you in this and get their advice and get their wisdom. Um, because what what is on your heart is important and it's necessary and it's needed. Wonderful, wonderful advice. Well, buddy, thank you for for spending the time to be a buddy here on BuddyCast. Very impacting episode. I hope who's ever watching, whoever watches the rerun, really lays it on their heart to either reach out to somebody or have someone reach out to them, you know? Just some way, somehow, this episode connects buddies together. Thank you for helping us with this mission. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And to anybody listening, of course. like my buddy said, yeah, reach out if you need us. Mm-hmm. And buddy, I have one favor to ask you before we close out this episode. First off, stick around. We'll chat for a minute afterwards. Okay. But secondly, whatever you do today, tomorrow, next week, next month, even next year, please promise me you'll go and be someone's buddy. My, I have, you have my promise. <laughs> awesome. For all my buddies out there, this is my new buddy, Tracy Daly. Please check out Emma's Footprints. Please send him a donation for their wonderful organization. Every little bit helps, am I right? It does, yep. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. Thank you for joining us on another wonderful episode of BuddyCast. Go be someone's buddy. We'll catch you all next time here on everybody's favorite show. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past. Buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Hey buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.